Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, January 14th, and we are back with another three-episode review of What If 4, 5, and 6. So, outside of that, real quick, either one of y'all watched any of Echo? No. No. Not yet. I really want to, but I'm yeah. I'm trying to resist. <laughs> I went ahead and watched the first episode. Okay. Me and my honey oh, did. really? I did. And Daredevil's in the first episode. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Not long. Just going ahead and throwing him out there, huh? But, and I, I'm, there's one scene in particular, like one thing he does, I'm like, oh, fuck. I've not seen that in live action. That's awesome. So, really? Yeah. Is it yeah. with his uh his billy clubs? I can't say for certain if it was the billy clubs, but it's an action that he did with a set of shelving. Mm, okay. Because I've seen some like fight sequence between him and Echo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this was with him and Echo. Okay. So whenever my, my wife and I were watching the What If episodes, you know, of course they had the ad that would scroll up there on Disney Plus for, for Echo. Yeah. And she was like, just, you know, basically they're trying to, get all these new characters out there but nobody's really getting behind this whole all these new characters and she's just like it just kind of kind of sucks and I was like well I think the problem was that they just at there for a while and then you know we've we've talked about it too of course where they just threw all these characters out there just to try and see which one would land and then but didn't really put any kind of quality into it right so then everybody just got tired of them and didn't care anymore yeah and, well, you'll be, uh, you should let your wife know that apparently Echo, because it was on Hulu and Disney Plus, it's like its most watched show right now on Disney Plus. Really? Really? Yeah. See, the thing that I heard was that it got the second worst, like, opening. Really? And it was only above Secret Invasion. Hmm. I've heard the exact opposite, that it was like it's one oh. of its most watched shows. <laughs> there you go. Well, Fuckery in the media. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who would, have, right. who would have guessed there'd be the fake news out there? Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's start off with episode four. What if Iron Man crashed into the Grand Master? So in this story, instead of Iron Man coming back down from Earth in Avengers 1 and, and not getting sucked into the, the portal, he didn't make it <laughs> and bounced around through space, landing where the Grand Master is, and they had a death race, essentially. So... No Jason Statham this time. That's a waste. <laughs> I'm just saying Frankenstein should have been there. Yeah. So <laughs> what is y'all's whelmings on this episode here? Uh, mine is honestly, I'm, this one, I'm pleasantly on the higher end of pleasantly. Well, like nice. close to overly. I just because I don't know. I just I just enjoyed this one. It was I liked getting uh, having the old Tony kind of like his his smart mouth something still there but then also getting getting Jeff in there um grandmaster voicing that like that was it was just a good banter between those two and I really really liked what he did with the suit there in the race and everything uh what Tony Stark did so I it was a fun one to me I enjoyed it cool richard what do you think yeah i was uh pleasantly whelmed by this episode as well Though I, I felt like I was missing an episode and then I realized, oh yeah, that's that Gamora from last season. So it just felt very weird. Um, but yeah, I, I was pleasantly overwhelmed. Anytime we get Tony, like I, what Jeremy said, like when we get the Tony, like building something in a cave with a box of scraps, <laughs> I enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> <laughs> the best movie right there. I love that one. <laughs> it is. Yeah. My favorite. Cool. Well, I'm glad y'all liked it. <laughs> I was totally underwhelmed. <laughs> Completely underwhelmed. And I was actually excited about this one. I, I like the whole death race idea and all that jazz, but I think I fell asleep during this several times over. Like it's it's taking me a good bit to try and watch this one. So uh yeah totally underwhelmed. And yeah, that's yeah. really it. I like I don't care about Gamora anymore. I don't care about that Gamora. Like, I just don't. 
I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? <laughs> I'm loving these already. <laughs> no, because I mean, like, like you said, like, this is the Gamora from the fi- the finale of last season's deal. And she just was kind of there and just showed up. And with and this is supposed to be what happened before we got that Gamora. Yeah. So this is like a prequel to something that happened last year that I don't even care about anymore. Like we don't even have any kind of Gamora really in the MCU anymore. Like it it's some some random other timely, not with Peter. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah. I, I like it because it's more of like comic book Gamora. But yeah. I, but this this episode really didn't focus on her. Like it, she's no. kind of, it's kind of a Tony story that she, he ends up influencing her to change, which I think is why maybe they maybe they rewrote this episode um, to be more about Tony than than Gamora essentially. The the things that I did like were Tony's suit. I thought that was yeah freaking awesome. Yeah, the way it's a suit and then it turns into a car. And then he races it. I'm like, yes, that's that's cool because that's Tony Stark right there. Yeah. And then like at the end when he wins, and he, he, the suit comes back onto him or whatever, and it's like a Hulkbuster type suit. Mm-hmm. That was I love that. I love that part. And then Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster is the best. I, I'd want that to never ever change, like <laughs> ever. I was uh, a couple of things. Yeah, I, I one of my notes was I love the the suit and how it can like transform into a Formula One racing car. Yeah. And like that is very Tony. Uh, also, younger me would have loved the toy that eventually comes out that like transforms into like that <laughs> Iron Man suit and then into a race car. Like I absolutely would have loved that. Uh, yeah, I was shocked. Uh, at first, when watching this episode, I was like, oh, th- they they got someone doing a Jeff Goldblum like impression. And I was like, that's a really good Jeff Goldblum impression. <laughs> and then I like went went on to IMDb and I'm like, nope, they they actually got Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and right? he is just Jeff Goldblooming all over this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right? he is. Right? Well, and like like y'all were saying earlier, this this was definitely a Tony story. And even the watcher says that like right before he gets the story going, it's like Gamora started in somebody else's story. So I don't know. I just, the story in and of itself is mad to me. And then, yeah, like I, I, I did love the room that they put Tony and Gamora in. Like I expect, <laughs> I didn't notice. I, I, I can't remember if it did or not, but like, I feel like the bed should have been heart shaped. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> For one, I don't kind of the way it felt. I don't remember. Then, I think it was. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, part of me wondered. Like I, I thought I had noticed it, but now I'm going back. I can't can't remember. But but also I just love that like he just just one little button from his his watch yeah. and opened the the yeah, the door. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And like he turns his arc reactor, it just pops the little thing off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of like I wrote down, you mentioned it in like your whelming that there was just a lot of great, like the, whoever wrote for this episode, they really captured Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. it wasn't Robert or it wasn't RDJ voicing this actor or this character, but the way they wrote it, like he keeps calling like the grandmaster, like wizard of Oz, Technicolor Dreamcoat, Cork, he calls Mount Rushmore, Gamora. He calls her Xena, Oscar, the grouch, lady Grinch. And then <laughs> I love I love at the final race when the like the chariot shows up and he's like, "Well, slap me and call me Spartacus." <laughs> like, all, like all that felt very Tony like, and of course yeah. the like the chaotic good of him where he's like, you know, ever heard of campground rules and you know you leave the place better than when you left it or when you came. Uh, but anyway, I thought they did a really good job of capturing that. Yeah, I yeah. Can, I can. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, like I know you were tired of Korg, but the the one that I did kind of like was his like nemesis of paper you know that kind of <laughs> chuckled at that <laughs> when he had to be the paperweight for uh-huh. the grandmaster yeah yeah uh korg was totally misused in that first episode here he's appropriate yeah and like he was not needed in that first episode here i loved him he was really funny he added comedic timing where it needed it and anyway yeah 
What do y'all feel about the ending of this episode? So Valkyrie jumps out, hits. I can't even remember that. Hit, basically, the Grandmaster's like right hand woman. Uh, I can't remember what. Oh, name. Topaz. Yeah. Yes. Hits her vehicle that's got the like melting pruning stick. wand on it apparently, <laughs> and yeah. uh, it flies in the air and then it taps Grandmaster on the foot. And uh, I think his exit was great. And spot on, like I love the Jeff Goldblum exit on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just just that whole sequence, I was like, "Oh, this is this is stupid." <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was really funny, and, and yeah, like Jeff Goldblum really plays it up. Yeah, you you did see that we had a post credit scene with him in that episode. I did not. Yeah, he's no, yeah, I didn't either. He's a puddle. And um, he's talking with Topaz and he's like, oh, get a sponge. Yes, sponge me. Absorb me up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love his, like, I, I think the writing altogether in this was like, as far as like the dialogue that was wrote. Yeah. I think that was great. The story, I don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Which is like yeah. a theme so far for this season with me. I don't know what, it, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> but I just... I don't care. Well, and even like the the very ending with with Gamora like touching Thanos with it. Oh, it was, that was that pissed me off. <laughs> that pissed me off. <laughs> Why? Just because like he wouldn't have allowed that, or Thanos absolutely would not have just sat there while Gamora is freaking no. Thundercat jumping towards <laughs> him, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a wand flying in the air. Like no. No, <laughs> she was close quarters with him in Infinity War, went to stab him. You know what I mean? Like, I know that was all the reality stone thing, yeah. but like he he knew that far ahead mm-hmm. to yeah. like sit there. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I think his guard was down just because at this point, Gamora hadn't like abandoned him. Whereas the reality stone scene, he knew that she had already been become like good Gamora and not like his like best evil daughter kind of thing. She was still his little one in this episode. Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) I, so so I did have some beef though with some of the episode, like one, they missed a perfect opportunity when the grandmaster reveals his champion for the first like Uh. race. And it's snuffy, the like weird, like (laughs) elephant thing. (laughs) They could have brought in one of the many other champions that we see on the side of like the Grandmaster's building, where it Man Thing, Bi Beast, Dark Crawler, or my personal favorite, I think they should have done Beta Ray Bill. And uh, Ares <laughs> is another one on there. Like, they, oh, Ares would have been good, it would have been so cool to bring one of those characters since they'll probably never do one of those characters for like a movie. So just show that. I, I don't understand why they ended up doing the weird elephant thing. Well, we got man thing. No, I know. But I'm saying uh, like that he's just one of the guys on there. I know we've gotten man thing yeah. from uh, werewolf by night, but I'm just saying you could have used man thing again if you wanted to, or you could have right. used one of the others. I was thinking beta ray bill would have been great, but Aries, man, that would have been, that would have been cool too. Yeah. Now, the biggest complaint, and I'm surprised you haven't brought this up yet, Michael, is that Tony's armor, they messed up big time continuity-wise. Tony's armor in this move or in this episode, it's like the Mark 42 armor where pieces fly up and like attach to him. But at that time, he had the Mark 7 armor where it shoots out like a big giant pod, like a missile, fires at him, it lines up on his bracelets, and then it like cocoons around him yes and none of the pieces come apart and like reattach together that's the that's an iron man three right and i was just like guys y'all seriously fucked up here (laughs) continuity wise (laughs) yeah no i i noticed it i i'd already shit on it enough (laughs) okay (laughs) you're just like i'm so jaded i don't care anymore (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no i just I was like, whatever. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he did he I will say he did do that with like the Hulk Buster armor or whatever. Yeah. The idea of it to like so like that wasn't the armor that 
No, no, you're right. Because when he was standing there, he's like, "Why is it taking so long?" You're right. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about now. Yes. Yeah. When he. No. Yeah. That was a, that was a total. Yeah. When he goes to that attack Snuffy, he yes. the armor is like flying to him, and it's just like a foot piece, a yes. shoulder piece, a hand piece, something is like helmet. And I was like, that doesn't the armor doesn't do that yet. That's no. He's he's on seven right now. <laughs> Forty two right. has not come yet. <laughs> Meaning of life. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So those were like really my my two biggest complaints. But uh, I really liked some of the vehicles in that final race. They looked very Mad Maxian, mm. which that race, you mentioned Death Race, which it does feel like that. But do you know honestly what it felt like to me? It felt like episode one, The Phantom Menace. That's oh. wonder- it felt like pod racing. Now this is pod racing. Because <laughs> I was honestly, there was one... Uh, the one that actually Tony was on with the tire in front, mm-hmm. yes. it, it, it kind of reminded. There was one on there that was very similar in in the pod racing stuff. I never got. Now that you say that, though, I totally see it. Mm. Like I totally, I didn't think that though. But now I, yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's funny. Yeah. The last thing, sort of big important thing that I had was just Tony is trying to convince Valkyrie to like join up with them. And he mentions, you know, like chasing this demon in a bottle, which yep. is a reference to a big famous storyline from Iron Man called the same name, Demon in a Bottle, where he deals <laughs> with his alcoholism and like superheroing while being an alcoholic. Yeah. And anyway, really, I thought that was a cool like Easter egg for that. Yeah. yeah. It's probably like the biggest Iron Man story there is. Oh, really? Uh, with like Armor Wars being Armor Wars or Doom Quest. Either one of those. Doom Quest is like 149, 150. But Armor Wars is a big one as well. Armor Wars. What's the one where the suit comes to life? It's written by Joe Casada. That's a big one as well. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Extremist. N- no. Is that what you're talking about? I don't think so. I don't think it's the Extremist one. It's literally where it, like the suit gets struck by lightning and it like becomes self-aware. And Oh, like, I haven't heard that. It's like in love with Tony or something. It's creepy. That's cool. I need to find that. I'm sure I have it. I just haven't read it. <laughs> cool. Y'all got anything else for this episode? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, for you to be so pleasantly well, you didn't have a lot to put in there. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of just blurbed it all at the beginning. That is yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. You, you shot your load quick. Yeah. You don't, you don't ever shoot your load that quick, Jeremy. <laughs> well, takes practice. That, you know. Yes. You gotta face yourself. <laughs> oh man! You get another shot. Episode five. What if well, Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? It always takes a little bit longer. <laughs> you need more time to rest. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. It takes a little bit longer the next time. That, that quick. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What's, <laughs> what's your whelming on this one? What if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? Um, I would probably say I was whelmed on this one. It was, it was okay. I like Captain Carter. I think I think I like seeing that one. Yeah, I think they do a great job with her on stuff like that. But I don't know. It it was just seemed kind of sporadic to me. I, I don't know. I didn't didn't flow real well, and just this. It was one of those that, for me, the story wasn't, didn't seem like really well thought out. So, I got a big head and a little arm, <laughs> and I don't think this plan was thrown out. No. <laughs> no, it was not. Richard, what is your whelming? Uh, I was whelmed to underly whelmed. Um, and you know wow. what? The more and more I think about it, I think I'm just underly whelmed. I think this is like <laughs> one of the weakest episodes so far. <laughs> It's just a poor imitation of the Winter Soldier with the Black Widow movie sprinkled about it. Right. And uh, it honestly also loses a lot of points uh, with me because it didn't include David Harbour's Red Guardian. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because Melina did show up in this. Mm -hmm, So you're missing Belova in uh, Red Guardian. That is true. Yeah. Well, I was actually pleasantly whelmed by this episode. Oh, my God. Up until this point. (laughs) This is like my favorite episode so far of the season. Oh, Jesus like, H. Christ. 
I like just like you it's... just let us to go first and then you yeah. do the difference. Yeah. Sometimes I, I seriously think he does do that. <laughs> I think it's hilarious though. But no, no I wish I wish I wasn't smart. <laughs> no, I like I like that it was like the Winter Soldier, but like also the Black Widow. Honestly, I thought it was a better Black Widow movie than what we got. So I disagree though like the black <laughs> the black widow movie isn't like as great but i disagree totally <laughs> like well for okay so what my, do you hate about this let's get come yeah. on, shit on this okay well, my number one complaint is this is a world that apparently iron man exists in as well as the hydra stomper so why the fuck do you not just call Tony in <laughs> to deal with it immediately like the iron the the hydra stomper is literally just Tony with less tech. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Like he just has a big giant fucking rocket ship on the back of him and he has machine guns. He doesn't have missiles. He doesn't have lasers. He doesn't have repulsors. It's it's just dick all for, <laughs> for what Hydra Stomper has. And when he's trying to assassinate Bucky, I'm just like, just fucking call in Iron Man. Why the, f like, why are we futzing around with this shit? Just call in Iron Man. He'd probably shoot some fucking nanotech thing and he'd probably tie him up and boom, done. End of story. Like, it's just such the weakest, like, bad writing for this episode. There's also some, like, there's a point where Peggy talks about, like, she's bitching to, to Fury about how, like, how did, how did, how could you not tell me this and all this stuff? And then she's like, I want a whole team, a medevac, whatever. And he's like, we're not going to do that off of like a rumor. And she's like, you do not understand. I am Peggy Carter and he is Steve Rogers. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, to me, I was like, that's such a bad line because it, it feels like it's talking about like the fandom. Like, oh, it's it's Peggy and Steve. But like in universe, like what, what does that mean to, to Nick Fury, to S.H.I.E.L.D.? Like, right. okay, who gives a shit? Like... <laughs> Uh, he's congratulations. He's a myth at this point. Like, I don't know. Like they didn't fully think out through some of the stuff. I have a whole bunch more, but I'm going to take a breath for a second. <laughs> While you're breathing, they did. They did make a comment towards bringing in Tony. And the, the rebuttal to that was they didn't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's such bad writing. <laughs> <laughs> they even threw in banner. For good measure. Yeah. And, and they, they didn't have time for it, Richard. There was no time for that. <laughs> and like, <laughs> Peggy is so hard up for that fucking D. And what I mean by that D, I mean that dance. She's like, this motherfucker owes me a dance. God damn it. I will get my fucking dance. Like, <laughs> it's so, I don't know. This whole episode just irked the shit out of me. I loved the start of it, like the the cute like banter between like you see like the the whatever the Avengers assembling and it's like slightly different and like the banter between Widow oh. and Peggy, which they didn't bring the Hulk in on that. Like what? Wait, that those he they missed the whole line. That's right. Yeah, is he in this? Is he one? not? Well, no, he's not because she doesn't doesn't. I expect I was waiting for the whole like Hulk smash. Oh uh, yeah, but she never said that. So I was like, well. But then they reference Banner, so is this Banner not Hulk in this universe? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's they didn't think very hard on writing this episode. <laughs> I think it's what it is. <laughs> they just needed Carter to get to the end of the episode so that they can move another exactly. episode along further along. Well, that that yeah. that yeah, that's my big like. That's what it feels like. It feels like ah, this is just filler until we can have the the stinger sort of moment so we can set up for whatever the finale is going to be or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it's going to be. Yeah. Which I did like, uh, I did like the whole like watcher showing up at the end and he says, I am the watcher. I see all. I observe all. I know. What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I thought that yeah. shit was pretty funny. <laughs> yes. And then like, I think I, I think I know though, the, the, the main reason, though, is because you didn't get to stop for shawarma on the way out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I the irony is not lost on me though. Like at the beginning, when the watcher is like talking about, like I don't normally do sequels, 
and like I'm like, but but you're in a seat like this is a this is season two of a show. You're in a seat like, <laughs> and this is also a sequel to a story from last season. And then the way it ends, it seems like there's going to be a sequel to that. Like, what what do you mean you don't do sequels? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the episode right before this one was a prequel to an episode from the, oh, from yeah, the first true. season, yeah. which means that that would have been a sequel to that episode. So <laughs> you've already done the sequel. <laughs> It's oh just, lord! It's just <laughs> sequelception at this point, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. My one negative that I had was Bucky looks horrendous. Yeah, he horrible. Does. Whatever word you want to say that invokes horror <laughs> and ugliness, like that was Bucky. He looks like shit. He did not age well, is what you're saying? <laughs> Absolute yeah. shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The model for him looked really bad. And I meant to mention this, but uh, the model for Valkyrie in the last episode didn't look a thing like fucking Tessa Thompson. So yeah, anyway, it's bad. It's bad. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think it would have been way cooler if you'd have done a moment when uh, Hydra Stomper shows up in front of Bucky and Bucky's like, hey, Steve, it's me. It's me, man. It's Bucky. They should have done the classic line from both the comic and the movie where Steve should have opened up the panel and been like, who the hell is Bucky? And then just shot him. That would yeah. have been yeah. so much cooler. <laughs> yeah. Because they even did that in The Winter Soldier, did they not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's a very iconic line from the comic book that they okay. recreated in the movie that I thought they were going to do here and they didn't. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's a letdown. Kind of, kind of blue ball jail on that one. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> to bring it back to the sex references. <laughs> hey, but they acknowledge Captain Carter the musical. Big fucking whoop. <laughs> I'm just saying that's a callback to Hawkeye right there. Yeah. <sighs> we, we can call back to that. That was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, and then, of course, you got at the end, like the whole. To me, like the Independence Day, like finale, <laughs> <laughs> just flies straight up in the middle that, there. That shit was so dumb. Like yeah. that was the other thing is she is like they're she's telling him like she's like I want to be with you. I'm tired of fighting and all this stuff. And he just like looks at her and goes, Oh well, <laughs> just like nope, <laughs> fucking flies up and kills himself. Do you think in this universe that? Steve Rogers just has two left feet and he's that terrified of going on a dance with Becky. I'm wondering, does he even have like a body? Cause uh, Natasha yeah. mentions he's like RoboCop. So I'm like, is he just a head? Like, is that all he is now? Maybe. Uh, yeah. That's honestly what I was wondering too. He opened it and, uh, Oh, what was it? That on the men in black character guy. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> it's just a little alien guy driving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I seriously think it's 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 got to be like he's just a head with like some organs in that suit now. <laughs> just imagine the, the 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 body odor that would come out, like the decaying Ooh. nastiness if you ever opened it. <laughs> well, if it's just organs, they could just put it like in like I don't know glass tubes. <laughs> but, yeah. It'd be like opening a fifty year old cast. <laughs> oh God. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Like a can of spam in there. <laughs> I think what I love so much about this episode is like the first of it when they're on the boat and like they have that first run in with Cap. I, I love or Steve. I love that. And then I love all the like when they're in the town mm. and it's like that fallout kind of scenery, the video game fallout. Yeah. And all the 50s looking stuff or whatever. Yeah. That was, I loved all that. I, and I loved all, and throughout the show, I loved all the slow motion, like stuff they would do, like swing, like spinning through handrails and stuff oh, like gosh. that. And yeah, I loved all that. I thought that was great. <laughs> I specifically wrote a note down. I was like, when, when the widows are like jumping through the fence, yes, it's so goofy looking. Like I laughed no. out loud at how stupid <laughs> it was. One of them was like sideways, but like, not in a way that you would normally, like, I don't know. It just looks goofy as hell. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I, did. I was like, I was thinking the same thing. Like, it was just 
had to be all dramatic and acrobatic whenever they do all this. Because even yes. even like there at the beginning, the um, whenever Peggy does it, she does yeah. the whole like spinning thing through the yeah. through the bars. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was great. I yeah, loved it. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool whenever she did it. And then, but then like all the other ones did it. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that wasn't anything special <laughs> than what she did. Yeah. I, I thought the, <laughs> when Peggy does it, I thought it was cool. But when the widows do it, one of them is literally like, it looks like they just took the model and the way she was upright and just turned her horizontal and then just animated her going through the fence. Like it's just goofy looking. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> That was all my notes. So, uh, well, oh, oh, no, you go ahead because mine's more about about the ending. So, go ahead. Oh, yeah, just like <sighs> when all the like robots are like shooting the widow stings at them yeah. and stuff. I'm like, just fly away, just fucking like, just fly away, just fly up and fly away. But they don't. They just stay and fight, and they get like all electrocuted. And then the other thing that drove me nuts is. When the other widows show up, they've all got like assault rifles. But our widow, like Natasha, she's just got her little pistols. And I'm just like, why didn't you bring something more effective? You know, you would probably like be <laughs> yeah. fighting these people. I don't know. It just, it, it, uh, it just drives it me It didn't up. fit in the bodysuit. <laughs> she can have it slung <laughs> over her. So the one, like, my, I just was wondering about the ending, that little kind of quote-unquote stinger there at the end where she just falls through and oh. in some other world like is that just kind of what you'd said earlier where it's apparently maybe something for the finale at the end of the season yeah i think uh if i'm not mistaken i want to say there's an episode called like what if the avengers assembled in 1602 or something like that yep. there's an infamous story written by neil gaiman uh the yep. the guy that wrote sandman and other great stories yeah it's called marvel 1602 I think they're they're doing that story essentially. I haven't watched it yet because I'm trying to I'm trying not to watch ahead to like uh affect what I'm rating these episodes for as they come out. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I do know there's a there's an episode titled that. So I'm assuming that's what it is, since they've got all the like goofy looking like attire and mustache and everything. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. That's part of me was thought it'd be kind of cool, like if they were doing that to bring them to like our MCU or something like that. Like if we were we were actually going to get like a Captain Carter in the MCU or something. I mean, uh, I think the to, uh, 616. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the possibility of us getting Captain Carter is like there. Oh, really? Like we've we've already seen her once. Yeah. So, and and like the movie with Secret Wars on the horizon, whatever that's going to look like or be now, considering all the news that, <laughs> you know, we haven't gone over yet. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> I would almost put money on it. We're going to see, like, unless there's just a falling out between them and Haley Atwell. Yeah. I, I would bet we see them in Secret Wars. I do too. So I got you. She's very popular with a lot of people. So I absolutely see her being in Secret Wars. I don't think she'll be in the 616 proper yeah, for yeah. like a permanent stay, but she'll definitely show up for like a cameo where she doesn't get bifurcated by her own shield. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> On top of that, like we've already seen Maria Rambo twice now. So yeah, with that being the, like, they're can they're they're actively bringing these characters back, and they're like they're keeping them alive, whether it be through live action stingers or you know cartoons. So yeah, I just feel like there's more of a, a we could get that live action again. But yeah. I agree with Richard. I don't think we'll get them in the six one six. So. Like well, the movie six one six. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, we I called it six one six, but it's we should just call it one nine 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 nine. And then Carter's already had; she's had a comic book series too, mm-hmm. like her own self titled Captain Carter, like comic book series that came yeah. out after the What If TV show first season. Yeah, I remember you talking about that last time we talked about oh, Captain Carter and What If. Was she not like a big character before? No. I mean, she was a character, but Captain Carter was not a character in the comics. Oh, okay, gotcha. The 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 last thing I have, Michael, is um, I like when Widow is talking with Carter about how she killed the head of the Red Room, and uh, Peggy questions <laughs> if she killed him or not, and she's like, well, I, you know, I stabbed him in the carotid or- artery with a, a corkscrew, and she's like, you should write a memoir, and she's like, more like a how-to manual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. That, that got a chuckle out of my wife, um, who well, is not a big fan of these shows. She said, she said with a with a corkscrew, and she's like, so yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I thought that was great. I wanted to mention real quick that uh, with with Jeremy's what he was asking about as far as like Captain Carter and stuff like that. Oh, okay. The closest thing in the comic books we had before the What If TV show was there was a, a series, I believe it's called Exiles, and Peggy Carter in that series was Captain America. Oh, really? So she didn't go by Captain Carter. She had on like Captain America, like she was Captain America. Mm. And so with a British accent? Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't think they called her Captain Britain. I, I'm pretty sure because if you look up all the like key stuff, that was a book that was really, really hot whenever this episode was coming out. Because, But it stated Peggy Carter as Captain America, not Captain Carter. I also don't think Peggy is British in the comics. It wasn't until the movies that they made her British. I don't remember. I know she had run-ins yeah. with uh, Stark. Yeah, I don't know much about it. like Tales of Suspense. Back in the Silver Age. Because to be honest with you, I like I like uh, Chris Evans' Captain America. Comic book Captain America, I really don't care. I like, I like him when he's in books, but I don't like reading his individual nah. books. He's just not my, my taste of... I like lawful good, but that's what Spider-Man does for me. Like, he scratches that itch for me. <laughs> I can see that. Cool. Y'all got anything else? No, I'm good. Yep, I'm good too. On to the last episode, episode six. Well, last episode for us, anyways. What if Kahori reshaped the world? Now, Kahori is a Native American. I want to say that it said something in the the title thing. It said Mohawk tribe. Yeah, is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I was looking it up. the The language that they use is supposedly the Mohawk language. Okay, yeah, I didn't know if that was the thing or not. This is a brand new character. Never in the comic books, never hinted at, nothing along those lines. Crazy weird story. The Tesseract left Asgard after Ragnarok and landed on Earth in this water and is sucking people down. So, yeah, people are fighting over it, calling it the Fountain of Youth. What is y'all's whelmings on this Brand new story, brand new. I assume brand new story. I don't know a story that's like it. Not that I know everything, but I don't know a story. It didn't remind me of anything, but definitely brand new character. Underwhelmed. (laughs) 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 I just, uh, I was like, this is weird. I don't know. I mean, like, I I think it's cool that they use the uh, Mohawk and like their language and everything. But I was just like, I seems, I don't know. Whoever wrote this must have gotten a Tesseract of their own and just, it, it took them to places and I don't know. It was just, it was weird. The, the, I think the reason why it, apparently the, the people that they consulted, it's based off of like Native American, like lore, like fantasy, essentially like it, the sky world and the sky people. Like I think they yeah. call them thunder people. All of that is like essentially stories that Native Americans told like each other and like anyway that that's what I was learning when I was like researching this episode which I mean like I I get and I understand like I, I figured as as much as far as on that I, I just I don't know it just wasn't wasn't working for me so like you just didn't care <laughs> yeah like just say yeah, the way that you just you just didn't care yeah. like yeah, I guess <laughs> <laughs> Richard, what do you, what's your whelming? I was whelmed to pleasantly whelmed, more so on the whelmed side, because uh, I thought it was a very interesting idea, but the story was just kind of boring. It, it felt like it was very influenced by Avatar, the blue cat people, not the last airbender. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was a cool idea. I just thought it was poorly executed, in my opinion. Okay. I think I'm going to second Richard here. I think I was on that whelm to like pleasantly whelmed and but more in the whelm section of it. I feel like the story was interesting enough, but like took way too long to like actually get to the point of everything. Mm-hmm. So there's some stuff that I just feel like they either could have sped up or cut out altogether or something to that effect. So see, like I don't know. I, it almost feels like to me like they should have made this one a little bit longer yeah, to kind of expand on the story. Really? So, 
Yeah. Cause I just, it was like, oh no, we're getting blown up. Oh no, here we are at the sky world. All right, let's kill the other people that blew us up and then we're done. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about, Jeremy. I think, yeah, this one was really hurt by the like 30 minute runtime or however long it, it was. It was very short and it needed some, some more time to flush some stuff out. Yeah. Oh no, no! I I didn't need it. No, I Michael's didn't need like any more time. No, don't don't make me suffer through more of this. <laughs> I was getting bored with it there in the middle, like when she actually made it to the Sky World, like the the continuous trying. Like I know they were trying to be funny, but that was getting on my nerves, and it was just I, I don't know. I I didn't I didn't need all that stuff. I don't need more dancing either. Like whoever's working in the animation department. Either figure the dancing out or don't draw it. Don't animate it. Don't whatever. Because it looks horrendous. All the dancing looks really bad. I don't like it at all. It's just, no, don't do it anymore. And that's why Steve didn't dance. Good. Good. It's good reason. You know, hey, let's clap for my boy on that one. Because. Because, yes, no dancing. Steve, yes. (laughs) Two left feet. So, and then the other thing is, is that, like, me and subtitles don't get along. We don't. (laughs) I'm not great at reading, and so (laughs) it takes me even longer to watch something sometimes, and it's just like, uh, like, it's cool to hear it in the native tongue. Yeah. But... It's not cool for me to have to read it on my TV because <laughs> I'm watching the TV because I don't want to think really. You don't want to read because you're I watching just, it. Right, right. I'm watching television because I choose not to read, damn it. Because if I wanted to read, I'd pick up the book. <laughs> Got I, boxes of them. Like, you know, I, I have to, I, I specifically wrote this note down because I figured you would bring this up. And like, I absolutely agree with you. Like, I love, like, I watch tons of Japanese anime, and I usually okay. watch, uh, you know, sometimes in the traditional Japanese language with English subtitles. I usually always try to find the dub just because it's easier, but I still turn on English subtitles because sometimes, you know, I may mishear something. But anyway, but my biggest damn complaint, and this is, this goes for every streaming service, you fucks. If you're gonna put in, if you're gonna make, if you're gonna force the the viewer to read while watching a show, make it so that if I pause, the interface does not cover up the <laughs> subtitles. Right? You make them pop up just above yes. the like the 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 whatever the 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 I forget what that's the called. Timeline yeah, the timeline or... bar. Because I cannot like rewatching it today. I was watching it on my computer while taking my notes, and every time I paused, that user interface was covering up what was being said, and I was like. Fucking stop. <laughs> but so many places do that and it drives me up the fucking wall. <laughs> please, please keep preaching on this. Somebody get this man a fucking cookie and a glass of water because he is so on point with that shit. Glass of water? I want some milk with that cookie, damn it. He, he gets what he wants. Get him milk. Get him a large glass of milk. Dunking. Dunking rim as well. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, one of those where it's so so narrow that you go to dunk cooking and it just gets stuck. Just, right, like, it's a sad day. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. I think you're a monster, anyways, if you dunk a cookie. But that's just me. Well, Oreos. Yeah. No. 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 It dirties the milk. <laughs> no. What? You don't dunk your Oreos in milk? Absolutely not. Oh my no. god. You? I think you're a monster, sir. Yeah. Well, I will say, like, I've actually got more on the like. I put peanut butter on my Oreos. So just oh, eat it that way. You're a monstrosity. <laughs> you're <laughs> Oh, they did didn't they make like peanut butter Oreos there? Like, They've like made instead of the Oreo. white. That's true. That is true. I don't even know why I'm questioning this, honestly. Because it's it's bound to have happened. But I thought they're like early on, they did like peanut butter filling instead of the white vanilla or whatever or the oreo cookies yeah i'm sure they have yeah 
They don't put did, enough. Did in you there. go like fucking ham on that? Well, they don't put enough in there. You got you got to get another scoop of peanut butter and put it on there. Jeremy likes a little <laughs> bit of Oreo with his peanut butter. Is what he's trying to yeah. say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not even comic-y pasta. This is straight pasta right here. <laughs> so <laughs> I learned something new. I don't know if they've changed the filling in Oreos. I don't know how this has worked or whatever, but we, we've had Oreos in the house lately. And my son, or no, actually my son and my daughter, my youngest daughter, they're sitting on the couch and they're eating Oreos. And I walk out of the room, I walk back in, and my daughter has what to me looked like was one of those makeup pad removers in her hand. And I'm like, Oh shit, you don't need, like, that's not food. You're not eating, she's three. Like, you're not eating that. That's what, and I go over there and I look, I'm like, hey, sweetie, what do you got? She holds it up to me and I get to look at it. It's the fucking filling. It's the cream. She, she has removed the cream completely from both damn cookies. (laughs) And I'm like, that's impressive. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) That was me. That was me. I was like, I got a fucking prodigy sitting here on the couch right now. <laughs> it's a witch. It's witchcraft. Right. <laughs> like shit. So I go to my wife and I'm like, Hey, did, have you seen this? <laughs> and she's like, Honey, come here. <laughs> she's like, Yeah, watch. And she does it right there in the kitchen. Oh, wow. So I'm like, I got two in the house now. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I think they have messed with the cream now in Oreos, and I'm kind of scared to eat them because you can actually remove the cream from both cookies intact. Like, I don't know. It scares me. It scares me, but they're delicious as fuck. But it still scares me. Yeah. I love fucking Oreos. But you got to dunk it. You got to drown that bitch like a hooker. You got to drown it until no more <laughs> bubbles pop up. <laughs> I actually take a, I actually take an Oreo and I will put the entire thing in my mouth and chew it up that way. And then like, I'll have a drink of whatever mm. afterwards. I don't, Pro tip, I don't even like bite. Stick a fork in the cream and then oh, yeah. dunk it into the, the milk. That way you don't even get milk all over your hands. It's delicious. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> but, where my Oreo store was going was, Jeremy, you can remove the filling now and just put as much <laughs> peanut butter on that cookie and then squish it down. Oh, I still like the cream in there too. You're in it. Oh my god. <laughs> you you. Because what? What? Like, see, well, yeah. What? I, I I untwist it, and that then, boy ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, tw- I twist it off, and then I get a scoop of peanut butter, put it on the the Oreo, and smush, and it's good. I thought we were going back to sex references again with that twisted off. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's so, over here smashing Oreos, y'all. Yep. What? So. <laughs> <laughs> killed, I've killed Michael. To bring it back to the actual episode here, one of the, we were talking about languages and subtitles and whatnot like that. So uh, part of the conflict was the Spanish had come in to the Native American territories. And so they, they'd gone back or nobody, everybody says nobody went back, but we, we move over and start talking with the queen and Cahori and her tribe come in and they start talking to each other. And even my son was like, daddy, I don't know what each other's saying. I said, you know, buddy, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I put it off as like the Tesseract made it to where, she could like vocalize and they would understand and almost like an interpreter kind of deal. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I kind of wondered that too. Uh, to me, I just chalked it up to it's been a while. So she's just learned their language maybe. But okay, what was, it, I mean, uh, it's one thing I had noticed is that the Spanish was in yellow text. Yeah. Yes. And the Mohican was in white. And so she yes. there at the end, like she was, hers was yellow. Like, okay. so she was speaking. And I, cause I don't, I don't speak Spanish, but, um, so I, I wasn't sure if she did or not, but the, I get, that was their way of kind of telling you that they were both speaking Spanish. Okay. Cause hers was her, when, when she spoke, it was in yellow as well. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say is that the, the subtitle text changes to yellow when she shows up. So I, uh, that was like a clue in on that she's speaking the same language as them. And because of how long we don't, they don't sh- technically show us how long it's been 
But being that she wasn't able to just create portals to begin with, she moved that previous one. Now she's able to full on create them. I assume some time has passed and she's just learned it. Or you know what? The, the, they're establishing that the fucking Tesseract slash Space Stone is just the Swiss army knife of the MCU. So maybe <laughs> yes. it just gave her powers to like fucking speak all languages or something. That's what I like better. Yeah. I, I mean, say, that's like, what I was thinking. So yes, I would like that better, but I'm just saying like. I will say that I like this version of who has the Tesseract better because <laughs> it feels like they have a more better understanding of how to like or at least to an extent have a, uh, have a better understanding of how to like keep the world at peace a little bit more than Loki and all of them who <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> was looking for world domination yeah <laughs> that's great when uh when since you mentioned it I just when they showed up the Spaniards showed up I immediately was like expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing that popped into my head was that Monty Python bit. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was funny. Well, and I also like, I almost was wanting to like pause it and compare his, like how close he looked between like this guy and the one in Pocahontas. Oh. Like, the, the, like cause they were, they were both chubby. And like, I mean, they were kind of, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, seem kind of similar. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they like they probably did that on purpose. Like the villain from yeah. that one and the villain from the other one. Yeah, there's a there's a mo- there's a guy who's walking into the, like the fountain of youth, if you will, for the first time, and he his character model just looks like Pedro Pascal. Like I was just like, <laughs> is that Pedro? Pa- like, what? Rewatch it again if you want to, or fast forward to that scene, but. When the uh, the Spaniards are like walking into the water for the first time, you know they get sucked in. That first guy that's walking in, I'm like, is that is that Pedro Pascal? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and like so the other one other thing I was like, you know they did the whole hunting thing for rocks. I'm like, what are we, what are we gonna do with the rocks? I don't I don't understand. I think they 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 said they were fruit, so I think they just right. look like rocks, but they're actually fruit. I I don't know, it, like. That sky world. Yeah, that rock candy type stuff? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> rock candy. Crack cocaine. Which showed him. <laughs> it's meth. It's it's Walter's meth. The blue yes! meth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, when uh when one of the like older ladies comes to Kahori, it's like split open and there's yeah. like seeds in there as well. I don't know. Like why do the the weird space bison like why do they grow <laughs> off the backs of them? It's yeah. it's all weird. I I think it's again. I think it's steeped in like the the mythology of Native Americans. Also, I want to know is the sky planet like or the sky world a planet? Like since the space stone is the space stone and it takes you to other places. Like what's the deal with all that? How does it give people power? Like all that should have been a little bit more flushed out. Like then the space stone is like ingrained into this other world. And when they eat and exist in this world, they get those powers. It's very nebulous the way they, they do this. And even with the, the space stone in general, like, you know, it gave Captain Marvel her powers. Now Kahori, it uh, powered up Red Skull's weapons and armies. Uh, it opens portals. It's the space stone. Like I said, it's like this Jack of all trades relic. <laughs> Good one to have. <laughs> yeah. I'll say the two things that I think of, you know, you're talking about the planet and how it works and where it is and stuff. Uh, I was thinking either it's like, is it Tao Lo? No, oh, yeah. Kung Lao? Yeah, Tao Lo and Kung, uh, Kung Lung. Kung Lung, that's right. I was thinking maybe it's one of those kind of like deals where it's like a dimensional mm-hmm. kind of shift. No, oh, that kind of makes sense. Or it's like the Soul Stone. Where like the soul stone has oh, a soul, like world. soul world. Yeah. Oh, and so cool. maybe that's what the Tesseract is. Tesseract world. It's space world. <laughs> space world. Yeah. Yeah. Space mountain. Okay. Space mountain. Uh, there was a mountain. back to Disney. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm thinking one of those two in my mind anyways. Yeah. But yeah. completely wrong though too. So I don't know. <laughs> I like that though. I like the idea of it being like Tao Lo and and Kung Lung kind of thing. That makes more sense to me. 
especially with the bison. Yeah. Because we saw in Shang-Chi, yeah, Shang-Chi, <laughs> with having the, the dragon there uh-huh. and other weird animals and stuff like that, that maybe this place just has, you know, fruit bison. Fruit. <laughs> fruit <laughs> meth bison. Not, not fruit bats, but fruit bison. <laughs> fruit. They probably have fruit bats, too. Who knows? <laughs> the last note I have is I just like when we talked a little bit about it, when she shows up and starts talking with Queen, Queen Isabella, she like picks up her her uh, throne and then like yes. breaks it. It felt very Magneto-ish to me. That felt like a very oh, yeah. like Magneto moment. Um, right. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Well, it's like, I love how it's just like, I'm going to force peace on you. Like, <laughs> this is, <laughs> yeah. nobody has to get in chains. Uh, you don't have to bow down or anything, but I'm going to force peace on you. Yeah. Like, that's. <laughs> yeah. And then when Strange Supreme shows up, he's like, wow, you achieved, you know, world peace within, you know, like a matter of minutes or whatever. He's like, congratulations. I wonder how long that'll work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I love Dr. Strange's like theme song. Oh. I love hearing it. I love when it kicks up. It's just, mm-hmm. it's great. It's perfect. Doctor Strange has become like one of my favorite characters now because of Cumberbatch yeah. and like the movies and stuff. So I absolutely love seeing, hearing that kick in and just, it, it's, it's very reminiscent of Tony, just the snarkiness and whatnot. And I just love those characters, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> You just eat your peanut butter Oreos over there. Yeah, I need some. <laughs> of course, they'd probably be frozen out here right now. So, yeah, that comes for us next week. So, yep. Right. Y'all got anything else? Nope. That's uh, it for me. Yeah, I'm good. Cool. I did. Uh, do y'all like that we've gotten to like episodes five and six before they start alluding to a connected world in this season two? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, like, uh, I, I can't remember. Did it last seasons have a connected thing at the end? Yeah, yes, I think it did. It was like yeah. the last two episodes or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, I like it. I think it's still kind of, kind of, kind of reminiscent of some of the other, like the actual Avengers movies. You know, just at some at the at the end, kind of pulling them together, but and not giving much information. So makes it fun. Just kind of anticipation a little bit. Yeah, I um, I like the idea of it just being an anthology so i don't know if i like that they're connected somehow but it is what it is it's fine i'm I, it doesn't really like i'm not like oh i'm mad like kind of thing but <laughs> i i personally would rather it just not be connected but yeah that's just me does that make it like is that pretty much a statement as to where we are as far as media consumers we're like it's like everything has to be connected now oh, oh yeah we yeah. can't just have yeah. one off stuff like yeah, I mean, that is a thing. Everything's going to have a multiverse now and everything's connected <laughs> and it's just like, please stop. Please just stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right then. Jeremy, where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO and you can find me here. And I, play, I did play a little bit of, of Spider-Man. I haven't played much of it, but I did play some. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like frozen in tomorrow, so that may be all I, I can do anyway. <laughs> you just got two rounds of applause this episode, Jeremy. I know. I know. Look at you. Well, I you know every now and then I I can have my my moment, but you, you know. your Oreo and your peanut butter and eat it too. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you know, it's just but one of these days I'm I'm gonna get those those round those moments whenever I'm bringing it. Brie Larson and Captain Marvel. So. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I want to bring Brie Larson on here one day just to <laughs> just to see the interaction between Jeremy and her. That'd be great. And talk about how Jeremy has not seen his her movie enough to, to even know yeah, the yeah. characters that are in it. What? <laughs> My well, wife. I mean, I think. I think y'all should know by now, if it's like beyond 30 minutes after I've watched this movie, I probably forgot most of it. <laughs> <laughs> My envy. Uh, I was proof listening the episode and I'm just leaving this in. Uh, and 
uh, when it got to the point when you were telling Michael about like, oh, maybe you should rewatch Captain Marvel. And I went like, maybe you need to rewatch Captain Marvel. <laughs> My wife was listening to it in the car and said it, said the exact same phrase at the exact same moment I did in the recording. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Richard, where can they find you at? Uh, if you want to contact me directly, I have an X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, an Instagram, and a Threads. Uh, my handle is Night Curry, Night like day and night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. And if you want to check us out on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics with an X. Yes, sir. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed as much as we did making it. With all that being said, think about it, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. Hey, gang. My name's Carl Box, and I'm the proud CEO of Oreos, Milk's favorite cookie. After the smash success of our birthday cake Oreos, we got to thinking of all the other special events that can use the world's greatest sandwich cookies. From wedding cake Oreos to graduation Oreos, retirement Oreos to bereavement Oreos for funerals. Nope. Hey, gang. Nope. We're not doing that. People love it. What do you mean people love bereavement Oreos? Focus groups love the taste of them. Yeah, Kyle, they taste like Oreos.